Welcome to Cap City Offers Podcast. This is episode 101. Yeah. Uh, you got Chris and Brian, and today we are going to talk about uh, things that we think you should prioritize training-wise going into 2021, um, this being a new year, uh, the world being an interesting place. Absolutely. Um, guys, I would say, you know, we're, we're, we're chasing, we're, we're still riding the, the great ammo scare, the great ammo void, the great ammo abyss of 2020. Um, you know, so when we talk about things you should be training for, we might also, you know, that conversation may fall into um, maybe some ideas about how to train and how to prioritize things and things of that nature going into the next year. Um, let's, let's go back to one of my favorite comments, understanding this is the pot coin, the kettle black. If your only exercise is, um, I don't know, flying off the handle, jumping off the deep end about things, getting jumping overly, to jumping to conclusions, you know, if that's your idea of storming the gates, um, you know, and getting, getting a good PT workout in is, is getting pissed off and ranting. Um, or if you're the guy who, you know, I, I got my truck gun, I'm at the mall and chip pops off and I got my truck gun. Well, if your width is greater than your height, then, you know, along those lines, then, you know, PT, um, you know, what, what is it? What, what do they say in the zombie movies? The number one rule of, of survival is cardio. Yeah. Um, you know, get, get out and do something, guys. We, I know this overlaps a little bit with our last podcast on EDC stuff, but, but we're talking about placing priorities and, and maybe looking at things. So if, if we're talking about placing priorities, um, I'm going to make a suggestion that, you know, for your prioritization of 2021 as a training year, and, and the, the number one thing is going to be get a calendar out. I don't care if it's on your phone. I don't care if it's a paper calendar. I don't care how you do it. Get a calendar out and start a calendar and pick a day a month or two days a month or a day a week that you're going to be on the range. Pick a day a week. You're going to throw on a backpack with a little bit of weight on it. You know, pick a day or two a week that you're going to get up a little bit early and go for a 30-minute walk or even a 20-minute walk with a backpack that weighs something. Um, or you're going to go out in the backyard and pick up a four by four that you have laying around and throw it over your head behind you or do something for 20 to 30 minutes, you know, but get the calendar out and put these things on a calendar or get your phone out and put them on your phone, um, you know, with a 24 hour ahead reminder and then a that morning, you know, wake up call kind of alarm kind of deal, but get stuff on the calendar, develop an actual plan. Um, it's cliche and it's been running to the ground, but you don't, you know, generally you don't, uh, you don't plan to fail. You fail to plan. Um, and one leads to the other. So, um, let's, let's talk about some prioritization and some planning. So priority number one, get a calendar out, get dates on the calendar that you're going to do PT kind of things, gun training kind of things. Um, you know, start looking around on the interwebs for training opportunities that maybe if, if ammo is still hard to get, you know, maybe that's a med class training opportunity. Look and see what Greg Elifritz, Active Response Training, that's the right name? Yeah, ActiveResponseTraining.net. Yeah, ActiveResponseTraining.net. See when he's offering up his next, you know, med class or ditch med class or knife class slash med class together because he runs some of those back to back. And in that calendar that you got out, put the date on the calendar, figure out how you're going to scrape together the money and throw the money at Greg and get that class on the calendar. Same thing with any myriad of other classes that you'd want to take. If you've got ammo squirreled away um, or you're a professional end user of firearms and your department will pay for you uh, and your ammo to go take a class, get that stuff on the calendar, um, not as a New Year's resolution, but just as part of what you should be doing anyway. 
Um, so let's let's you know kind of start there with that kind of mentality yeah. and talk about some different things you can be doing out there to get some planning nailed down and get some priorities nailed down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the first priority is always gonna be PT. If you can't move, if you can't do work and can't do things like that, you're gonna be behind the eight ball in any encounter you're in. So PT, get it on the calendar. What's next after PT? Um, do PT with a buddy. Yeah. Because you are much more likely to do your PT if somebody is expecting you to be there. You are accountable. Um, one of our guys uh, here at the shop, most a lot of you know, Wolfie. Um, Wolfie and, and some other business partners uh, have a, a small old guy gym here on the west side. Um, and we, if you're not there, you can bet your ass the next time Wolfie sees you, he will say, where the hell were you, you know, or something like that. And, and the reality check is sometimes it's a, I was in bed asleep, suck it. Um, other times it's, oh, I'm a lazy slacker and I should have been there. I'll be there tomorrow or I'll make it up on Friday or whatever. Um, also, along with that, there are guys at the gym that I've known. Some of them I've known most of my life. Um, others I've known for the last decade or so that I work out with. And by the same token, you know, I've got a, we ride share to the gym. So guess what that means? Somebody's going to be at the end of my driveway at 545 in the morning. And if I'm not up and ready to go, I just wasted their time because they were expecting me. Uh, vice versa, if I don't get my butt out of bed, if it's my turn to drive and I'm not sitting at the end of their driveway, then they're going, where's Junkie? So, you know, going along with those kind of things, like Brian said, find a buddy who wants to do this stuff. And I would say the same thing applies to the shooting aspect or yeah. training aspect. Find a buddy who wants to go take a class with you. Um, the mutual support, the camaraderie, uh, the gear overlap, uh, the ability to talk things through on breaks and afterward um, might let you internalize some of this stuff better. If at the end of a two-day training thing, on the end of the first day, you can sit down with somebody over dinner and have a conversation about the stuff you just learned, that's going to drive that home just a little bit better. Um, but it also is a, is a great way to facilitate and or strengthen the tribe. Um, you know, if you got a buddy who maybe needs to be in the circle and isn't, or a buddy who's already in the circle, either way, you know, one of those guys is fun to bring into it. The other guy's going to be a good guy to do it with anyway, because he's probably in the right place. Um, anything to add to, you know, I, that's a, that's a phenomenal suggestion. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so, so st again, find the buddy, get the counter out with the buddy, um, pour a few fingers of really good bourbon. If you need to throw an ice cube in it, whatever. Um, you know, and sit down and have a conversation about dates, get a laptop out, start looking and seeing whose classes are open for what. And then also from a perspective of, you know, range use and stuff like that. When can you get out on the range or get out on property or, or find that place where you can do med training, you know, where, you know, you've got a, a space where you can spread gear out and do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but yeah, the, the buddy system is definitely a big deal from an accountability perspective. I know that when yeah. we're on the range and somebody's not there, that's the person we generally make fun of the most and call bad names because they're not there to say anything back. Um, of course, most of those guys don't care. But either way, um, you know, be, not, not being in attendance will generally more than once or twice will get you a everything all right. The chlamydia not clearing up as fast as you'd like. You know, I got a Z-Pack in the truck. You know, let's let's get out on the range. Um, it's something we understand that guys, you know, things happen. You know, sometimes you can't make it. But as a general rule of thumb, having somebody to hold you accountable is a wonderful thing. Uh, folks who do who run and stuff like that will tell you to join a running group. If you're training to do a marathon or a half marathon, join one of those groups because they'll help hold you accountable. So good call on that. Um, what yeah. else? Learn how to drive fire. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Who's the, um, 
Who's the guy that Terrier's always talking about that does the really good dry fire program? Uh, ben Stoger. Ben Stoger. Ben Stoger's got a phenomenal dry fire training program. Um, I, I wish that I, I had more discipline to, to do that specific program. Um, and, and some of it, you know, some guys will say, oh, well, that's geared toward training. You know, that's geared, that, that training is geared more toward competition. No, it's not. It's geared toward fundamentals. It's geared toward getting the gun out, getting the sights on target, not screwing it up with a trigger press. And then it's also geared on other basic manipulations of the gun, uh, like loading the gun, reloading the gun, etc. Um, it, it is it is a it, it is a super 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 fundamental chase the fundamentals and get the reps in and do the work kind of program. It is not something that's flashy. Um, it is do the work. So um, we were just talking about this too on the last podcast. I know some guys in the shop. If if you do have you know, if you're in the ammo crunch and you weren't ahead of the game, or maybe you're new to this and you're looking for some ways to get out and do some of this stuff, um, airsoft guns, um, pellet guns, dry yeah. fire, etc. You can do a lot of the really fun drills that involve a little bit of movement. Um, you can still do them on a timer. Um, it, all, all these timers that you have that detect a gunshot, um, what is detecting are sound vibrations. Um, if you run the drill and smack the timer at the end of the drill when you're done, that'll that'll give you a marker, a time marker that'll tell you how fast you did X, Y, or Z. Um, does that make sense at 25 meters doing a B8 bullseye with dry fire? Pro- probably not. But if you wanted to run a um, a grid of fire, a mini grid of fire in your backyard with a cardboard target and an airsoft gun, or if you've got someplace you could safely do it with a pellet gun, or if you're at the range and you want to do it with rim fire instead of with nine millimeter. Um, maybe the shot timer will pick up rimfire. Maybe it won't. Um, but you know, know that you can still do those things. Um, by the way, uh, you still have, gosh, what are we going on? A week and a half left before Christmas, almost two full weeks before Christmas. If you don't own a shot timer, ask for one for Christmas. Um, that's, I would say that should be on your schedule of things to pick up for next year that don't involve guns or bullets specifically. Yeah. Um, get a shot timer. If you're not keeping track of metrics and stuff like that, you're, you you don't know where you've been and you don't know where you're going and you don't know whether or not you're getting there. So, um, guys, this is kind of a gump approach to this one. So we're going to throw a few other things out yeah. there. Um, what else? Making first round hits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how fast, how fast, how efficiently, I don't care which word you use. I like efficiently better. How efficiently can you get your gun into the game effectively and get a shot on target? Um, we know that from studying gunfights for years and years and years, both on dash cams, on officer cams, um, on cameras and stop and robs and in, in public areas and stuff like that, that generally the first guy to get a decent hit on meat, um, AB zone hit on meat, generally is the guy that's going to win the fight. Um, because as Colonel Boyd said, you got inside somebody's loop, you got inside their turn, you're out turning them as soon as you get that hit. Even if it's not that perfect upper thoracic hit, you're still likely going to get somebody's attention. Um, and statistically speaking, it will put you ahead of the curve in that fight, the power curve in that fight. So, um, you know, a, a lot of things like up drills with a rifle may not seem super sexy, especially doing lots of them. Uh, a lot of things like draw and make one hit as fast as you can, but as consistently as you can as well, um, are a big deal. If, if you find that as you're doing some of this stuff, you have wildly different times. If you're, if you're from concealment, draw the first shot at 20 feet um, is, is like a, a 1-5 one time and a 3-5 the next. Um, we, we need to solve some problems there, and you won't be able to figure out what those problems are unless you're trying to do it and running enough reps to see what's going on and fix it. So 
Um, and again, pick a date on the calendar to do dry fire reps, draw to click yeah. on one, and then pick a date to do whether it's rim fire reps or whether it's full caliber reps um, to get the gun out, get it on target quickly and efficiently. And also um, video yourself. Most of us carry these little devices around in our pocket that have cameras on them that work really, really, really well. Download something, an app like Coach's Eye or something like that um, and get one of those little crunchy, fingery looking things that you put your phone in that holds it for you. It looks like a little alien or something like that. Um, little alien hand. Get get ET hand. Get, get an ET hand to hold your phone. Um, ET phone it, home. ET phone home. Um, ET use phone to watch gun. Um, but yeah, you know, get get one of those little devices and video yourself on that draw stroke thing. A to make sure you're doing things safely, which you should be anyway. But B also to look at where you've got an opportunity to increase efficiencies. If you you know if you notice you're doing funny things like bowling or fishing. Um, or, or whatever the case may be, or you're not pressing the shot off right as you reach full extension, you're getting the gun out and still chasing the sights, then you probably got some technique things to work on. Um, so that's another one of those things you can ask for for Christmas. Um, have somebody find one of those ET finger hand things. So whatever they're called. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Night Eyes makes one. A couple other companies make them. So, um, uh, so to add another point, you know, if you're training the, you know, call it draw in one or up drill and make it hit, you know, on steel, and you're varying between, you know, one and four shots to make that hit, um, there's also some things to work out there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the other thing you may do, too, is a modification of that up drill to one to keep things, you know, inconsistent, is maybe it is a randomly, you know, you, th- you pull a deck, a card out of the deck and throw it on the ground, it's got a number on it, you know, maybe that's the number of hits, or that divided by two is the number of hits, or whatever the case may be, but absolutely, if, if you're not, don't give yourself a super generous target, give yourself a realistic target of what you want to be able to do, or perhaps even smaller than what you want to be able to do under duress, so that, you know, you can train to that, you'll be half as good under pressure as you are cold, clean, comfortable, etc., you know, or warmed up, or whatever the case may be, so, um, for sure, yeah, um, but again, that's a rifle thing, that's a handgun thing. That can be a shotgun thing as well. That can be yeah. a from the high port, um, you know, from the low ready, from the whatever, from the tuck. It can be from a bunch of different positions with any any of the weapons out there. So, you know, training some of those things, that uh, that Dave Spaulding arc of ready mentality um, or the position that you're most likely to use. If you're a high port or a temple index guy, you know, or whatever. Um, but I do think you need to train from all of them because I don't think any one of them answers every question. Um, I think high port's probably the best probably the most versatile out of what's out there, but, you know, Sewell has a place, Temple Index has a place, Low Ready has a place, so getting reps in can all be done dry fire from those places, and you can get time on those, even dry fire, if you put the timer in the right place. A lot of times it'll pick up the click if it's a good timer and it's by the gun, so it might mean, you know, doing this next to a shelf with the timer on it with the ET hand holding your timer or something. I just like saying ET hand. I don't know. (laughs) Something about that, so. Um, Uh Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to jump in. Yeah. Uh, one type of ammo that is still available and hasn't really gotten hit with prices is shotgun ammo. Yep. Um, so getting out with a clay thrower or going to the you know the trap range or whatnot. Yeah. Um, gives you some really good opportunities to do ready up type drills. Yep. And against a moving target that keeps you very accountable. Yeah, guys. There's there's a couple of different places to go shoot clays in Central Ohio. Um, if you you know you don't uh, some of these places. It might seem a little bit intimidating because you know you're going to be on the line with guys that have 
potential, potentially multiple thousand dollar firearms. Um, they're just like defensive firearm shooters where they're happy to see new people out doing it as long as they're doing it safely um, and, and not slowing things down. Um, if you want to go shoot a clays course with your pump shotgun that you use for deer hunting, the, the, you might see some guys giggling at you. That's fine. There's assholes everywhere. Um, but honestly, the vast majority of those people would rather see you on the range playing their game, even if you don't have the equipment yet and getting into it. Um, if you have a buddy who does this, enlist them, take them with you. Um, you know, there uh, most people, most guys that shoot any sport, any type of endeavor are going to tell you, Hey, you know, come on out and just shoot my gun. It's no big deal. Um, is it optimal from a training perspective to go shoot somebody else's trapper skeet gun because you want to get good with your gun? Dude, this is practice finding a target, tracking a target, putting sights on a target and making the shot, making the hit and then before following the through disappears. before the target disappears. Um, and it is a good, it is a good reactionary training thing because it's often, it's a visual stimulus, not an auditory stimulus too, which is something we often train almost solely to auditory stimuli. This gives you a visual something to chase down and it's moving, like you said, really freaking fast sometimes. Yeah. So you gotta be good. And it, you're doing it for probably half the cost of a nine mil round these yep. days. Yes, absolutely. So, and it is a lot of fun. So, you know, like you said, go, you know, go visit, you know, uh, Rex up at Blackwing and, and, you know, get yeah. in around a clays or, or, or go up to Cardinal or go up to Cardinal or whatever, you know, and get in around a something and have some fun. It's a good time. Um, if your local club has it great, if you can go out to grandma and grandpa's farm and hand throw or use a small mechanical thrower, um, you can find those too. Again, another thing to put on your short Christmas list, um, for those who forgot to shop for you already. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 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 and again, you won't see a lot of shotguns on the wall here at Cap City Outfitters, but you do see, but it is not something that we're anti. It's just something that we feel there are often better options. Um, if it's the gun you're comfortable with, it is a good tool to use. And it is something that everybody should have an idea how to handle. Um, I don't think the idea of the battlefield pickup is terribly relevant to most civilians, but it's really nice to know how to use other tools. And you may find something you enjoy doing too. It ends up being a good hobby. Uh, one of our guys who does uh, USPSA at a fairly high level he and his wife go shoot clays, um, I think, on a pretty regular basis, and it's just something they enjoy doing together. So, for sure. So, cool. Yeah. Um, gun stuff, ammo stuff, you know, we're kind of beating that to death, obviously, because that's kind of our life. Um, if you carry a knife, uh, again, back to Elifritz, get in a knife class, learn how to use it, learn how to get it out, learn how bad it sucks to try and employ a folding knife rapidly in the middle of a fight, because it's not easy. Um, learn how cool and effective a small little fixed blade knife can be. Um, and then also maybe learn a little bit about the laws because Ohio has some quirky laws around what kind of knives are weapons and what kind of knives aren't. And if anyone ever asks you what that knife in your pocket is for, um, it is for picking boogers out from underneath your fingernails. Um, that knife you should, and fork sandwiches. That knife and fork sandwiches. Somebody might bring a cheesecake. I would hate for someone to show up with a cheesecake and not have a knife to cut it. Um, it's for opening boxes, uh, any number of different things. Um, because it's not a weapon, it's a tool. So just bear that in mind. But go go seek some training with that. Uh, a knife is a, is something that, you know, bipedal, upright, mammalian-type primates have carried around with them for a long, long, long time. Um, it, it's something that can be used very effectively, very crudely with a little bit of training. You don't have to be a total ninja to use a knife effectively. Um, the more training you get, the scarier you become, though, with one. Knife guys freak me out. Um that guy's freaked me out. By the way, if you're out in the world and you see a dude who looks like he has the mange on his forearms over the summer, he's probably a knife guy. 
Um, if you see one knife hanging out of his pocket, there's probably 43 more hidden in other orify um, and pockets and folds of skin and things of that nature. That's why they walk funny. Um, so watch out for knife guys. They're, they're scary. Yeah, Bryce, I'm talking about you. Um, what else? Talk about med gear, talk about knives. Oh, com stuff. Uh, one of our yeah. guys took his, uh, took his class for, uh, the, what is it? The, the general ham, uh, technician, the ham tech took his ham tech class. Um, again, you know, comms, uh, something that, you know, something you can train on, something you can learn on right now. A lot of dudes are doing ham radio crap because they think the world's going to end and they want to be able to talk to people in China. Um, or, or something, I don't know. Um, either way, being able to communicate with people, you know, when, when Orange Man Bad finally falls out of the White House and Joe takes over and the wheels fall off the whole world, maybe being able to talk to the people probably won't be a bad thing. Um, Cameo will probably try and outlaw radios because they have corners. Um, you know, corners are scary. They're sharp. Um, plus antennas. You could poke something in there with an antenna or fall down and choke on it. Um, punch right through the back of your throat. It'd be terrible. Um, speaking of Cami. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there's some things going on there. Uh, you know, take that opportunity maybe to, you know, train up, learn, learn your radio stuff. So if, if things do melt down or there's an emergency and you have a radio but don't know how to use one, um, don't be that guy. Sit back and listen. But if you get trained up and learn how to use one, um, uh, the, the ham radio thing has kind of blown up and there's a lot of folks using them that aren't licensed. Um, and, and quite honestly, there's a number of them that are just buttholes. And so the ham guys have kind of clamped down on stupid. Um, if you're stupid, they'll kind of box you out and not pay attention to you. Um, and, and, and they'll, I think the kid, do the kids say freeze you out? Is that, is that a still a thing? Is freezing you out a thing? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they'll, they'll freeze you out. Sorry if that's nerdy and boomerish. Um, but if you learn how to use the radio, plenty of classes and stuff like that, you can do that. Go get your, your licensure, take your test, stuff like that. Become a tech or a general or whatever. Um, you're, you're a general, we probably still won't salute you because we're generally inside. So. Um, but go learn that kind of stuff too. Great opportunity to do that over crappy weather. Uh, the radios are not stupid expensive. You can become a member of the Fang Gang or whatever they're calling it uh, for probably less than 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so definitely do that. That's another opportunity. But again, put on your calendar, look around and see who's doing those classes and those tests. If you sign up for the test and have a date on your calendar, um, then you're a lot more likely to study up a little bit and make sure you're squared away and actually go take that test and get you know, check that off on your preparedness checklist as well. Um, who knows with comms, when things get weird, you might be the guy who helps a neighbor out who can, you know, vector in emergency help to a neighbor who needs it or something like that. And, you know, in a critical situation. So be that guy, um, rather than someone else. So what else, what else do we want to beat on? Do we mention get a calendar? Did we mention you should be putting all this shit on your calendar? Do we mention you should be putting practice dates on your calendar for all this stuff? Do we say calendar? Counter. Yeah, and I think one of the other big things is you know regular, regular repeated practice. Even if the sessions aren't very long, beats infrequent practice. Even if those sessions are long and extended. Yeah, I mean from a training from a training under we understand that from a standpoint of learning new things and training, you're way better off with with short intense training sessions, um, as many as you can, versus just grinding yourself into the ground for one day. It's really hard to retain that stuff, especially if that's new information. Uh, that's not to say don't take a class. Uh, it's just to say that your practice sessions can be quick and dirty. They can yeah. be quick and dirty. And, and you know what? Honestly, so can your PT sessions. Going out and smoking yourself in 15 or 20 minutes is way better than not doing anything. Um, and if you can squeeze in 45 minutes or an hour of good cardio multiple times a week, that's an awesome thing too. But even if you only do something quick and dirty for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, cardio-wise or multiple times a week, it's at least going to help you stay on plane if not get ahead. Yeah. 
lastly, you know, if you haven't prioritized getting better grip strength, um, now is the time to do that. Yep, yep. Um, there is there is honestly no replacement for grip strength when it comes to running, especially a handgun. Yep. Um, I would say rifles too, and yep. then just picking up and moving things in the real world. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can, and again, I talked about picking up a 4 by 4 earlier. Uh, if you can find a post, a tree branch, um, you know, if you want to go crazy and buy some kind of a sandbag device, or, or we love kettlebells for grip strength, um, deadlifts for grip strength, um, there's all different kind of things you can do. You can take like straps and stuff like that, like tie down straps, buy a set of them at Home Depot, um, and, and wrap them around heavy things and use them to pick up heavy things. You'll learn two different things there. You'll learn maybe some, some interesting little knot tricks and stuff like that, um, and how to pick up heavy things and increase your grip strength. But also you might learn how to break your toe because if you don't tie your knots right, it could fall on you. And then you can practice your med stuff. Good job. Yeah. So, uh, very cool guys. Um, you know, like I said, so these are just some things that we'd like you to kind of just chew on and see if you can get that calendar out, get a calendar started and get these things on the counter calendar and be purposeful, um, plan them out and be purposeful about where you're headed. Because I think you'll find that when we're, when we have scarce resources like ammo and time, um, being planful about things, you're a lot less likely to waste those resources and you're a lot more likely to get an effective training session out of it. Um, and improve your skills and honestly just be a better person. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that being said, we post ideas and things about training sessions on our social media, which you can find on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just search for Cap City Outfitters. We also talk about these things in our email newsletter. You can sign up for that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we will happily sign you up for that. Uh, you can visit us on the web at capcityoffers.com. We've got lots of good information on there, such as how to do an FFL transfer, also how to purchase a suppressor through our storefront at silencershop.com. Um, lastly, we look forward to seeing you in the store. Uh, we're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's, uh, <laughs> directly next to F Louis Fusion Grill. Chicken Mofongo! Uh, we are continuing to run... Um, COVID-related hours, we are 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Also, we will be closing for winter break um, starting on Thursday, December 24th, running through, um, was it Monday? Well, we'll be back open the first Tuesday in January, whatever yeah. date that works out to be. We're taking off um, We're taking off Christmas Eve. and Tuesday then, the 5th. Yeah, Tuesday the 5th. We're taking off Christmas Eve and going to go for that week between Christmas and New Year's. We'll be back the following Tuesday. We'll be back open. So yeah. absolutely. Uh, bear in mind as well, if you need to do a transfer or you're interested in purchasing a suppressor, that information is available on our website too. Um, if you are doing a transfer, keep in mind that blackout period uh, from you know Christmas Eve all the way through that first of the year. If you've got a, a transfer coming in, uh, we won't be here um, to, to log it in. Now, UPS and FedEx will keep them secured. We're not worried about that. We've already had that conversation with them. Um, but if you can avoid having it shipped during that time frame, that might not be a bad thing either. Uh, but once we get here, we'll probably have a little bit of backlog, so give us a few days and be gentle, and we'll get you squared away on those transfers too. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.